Welcome back to All Rights Reserved, your exclusive entertainment law and law school podcast with your hosts, Kayla and Suna. Today, we are back from taking some time off from the podcast because, you know, law school can get intense. And we're going to be talking about how our fall semester has been going and just kind of doing a nice little catch up with you guys. Exactly, Suna. We're so excited to be back. And so we're definitely really excited to give you all the updates on what we've been up to this far uh, during the semester and the year as a whole. Um, It's definitely been a crazy year and semester to say the least, but we're always here to guide you in the right direction. Um, And now that finals are approaching, we really want to take the time to sit down and really just talk about what we're going to be doing for finals, how we're going to prepare, and give you advice on how we're going to approach the next month, which is really rapidly approaching. Right. And I think that some schools actually are ending their semester sooner than ours because I've been seeing like, yeah, on Instagram and stuff, like people are already prepping for finals. So I think our episode, (laughs) this episode is a good, you know, it's a good time to do this. (laughs) Crazy. So, so crazy. It's been such a crazy semester. Yeah. I know. So what well, before we dive into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been up to since our last episode? I believe yeah. it was in September. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute. I mean, you and I have both been pretty busy. Uh, we yeah. had our community property final, so we um, took the section that was combined with our school's accelerated law school program. So it's like their timing is a little bit different because our school has a two year um, law degree. So we took the combined section. So our final was actually in October. So we did that first and um, it was proctored via ExamSoft, which was weird and creepy. And I actually, uh, (laughs) I I had a word with the school's administration (laughs) just because like, I, I get that, you know, during a pandemic, Uh, we have to rely on technology somehow. And the school obviously has to figure out a way to ensure that there's, you know, academic integrity and stuff like that. But I just, I just thought it was very bizarre that we were just expected to sign over the rights to our biometric data, like our retinas and our face, facial structures and whatever to a third party just to take an exam. So I I wrote a strongly worded email to the school, (laughs) just like expressing my, it was very good though. I mean, honestly, I think it just had to be said because like they just sent out this instruction thing, like this document that was like, oh, for more information about Exemplify, like go to their website and read their terms. So I actually went to the website and I read their terms and I was like, this is problematic. (laughs) So basically, long story short, they came up with a policy. They made sure that ExamSoft wouldn't be sharing our information with anyone else because ExamSoft's terms actually said that they were allowed to. Um, And then they're also going to instruct them to delete our information after they're done grading and like checking their software or whatever. So that was my little battle that I won and I felt good about it, even though I honestly don't know if they're actually going to follow through, but one would hope. Uh (laughs) I think like the hardest part about ExamSoft and taking an exam on that for me was the fact that I didn't have a working printer. So when we pulled up the final, I had to take everything on, like it was just on the computer and I I didn't have anything to highlight. I didn't have anything to write down on. And it was just kind of like all into one. And it was a little bit overwhelming. I mean, I'm happy with my grade at the end of the day, but it was, it was honestly a little bit more stressful than had I been able to just take the exam in person. Yeah, I think that would have definitely made it easier. It's not like 
I mean, thinking about it, that's exactly how it's going to be for the bar. Mm -hmm. And even the fact that they listen to you, they're listening to your microphone while you're so creepy. (laughs) And the worst part is like, I actually heard about someone who was taking the bar and his dogs came and started like barking and he got flagged and they completely suspended his score. Oh my God. That is literally my worst nightmare. If you have dogs, just don't just get a hotel room. I'm so sorry. You have to do it. (laughs) Like I was really lucky. Like my boyfriend was taking phone calls that day and I was like, please just like go outside when you take the phone call. Cause if God forbid they hear, they pick up on any type Mm -hmm. of, any type of sound that isn't me just like hysterically typing they could really just mark yeah. you for cheating. And that was so scary. Well, and the thing is, it's like the way that the proctoring software works is that it uses AI to like pick right. up on stuff. And then it's like, it's just, honestly, it's just really, really creepy. And I, I think yeah. the thing that just made me the most uncomfortable was being recorded in general, because they even record <laughs> like what keys you touch on your keyboard. Like that's what keystroke data right. is. And it's just like, <laughs> It's yeah. Oh my god. It's a lot. So I, that was it's just uh, problematic, but you know, it is what it is at this point. I honestly am hoping we can have it in person because I just don't want to be recorded while taking an exam. Well, I and have really the California have, State Bar collect yeah. my information. Like it's kind of creepy. It's it's definitely going to be a struggle, but it's something that at least we're getting used to before yeah, it happens true. because all the people who graduated in 2020 never had that chance. Exactly. And at least we like kind of know what's going on, which yeah. is honestly half the struggle. Yeah, so. no, you're totally right. I mean, I think at the end of the day, as long as we're able to take the bar and not have it postponed, yes. um, I think we'll be fine. <laughs> I'm like just so over school at the moment. I mean, it's just been a marathon and I'm tired. But yeah, so we had our community property final. We also had our Cal Bar writing midterm, uh, which was also another marathon that... Oh, yeah. uh, yeah, that would yeah, the bar exam just scares me. But I'm glad that we get to take the classes like in 3L so that we can at least mentally be prepared for how insane it's going to be. It kind of made me feel better about it. Yeah. Like it it takes away the anticipation right. and the what's actually like what what do I need to do right. before right. we start studying and I kind of feel good about it. Yeah. Um for me, it's it's a racehorse. I'm very fortunate that I can type over a hundred words per minute. Um, (laughs) At the same time, it was open book for us. Yeah. So I think the fact that we have to memorize for the bar is going to be, you know, another level of struggle for me when, when it comes to that point, because my, my fingers are faster than my brain. So (laughs) that's definitely something I have to worry about, but I'm, I'm so glad that we're done with the midterm. We're done with that final. It's the home stretch. I'm, so ready to just be done. They passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I've had a really easy semester after after my negotiation competition and after the final and the midterm. Everything kind of just went downhill in a very positive way. That yeah. I, I was only taking two classes and yeah. started a new job. So there that's kind of where my life has been. Yeah, <laughs> I I feel that because I think like the month of October was just like really crazy for the both of yeah. us. Because yeah. I also took the MPRE, which was a whole other experience. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the midterm, the final, everything. And then after our community property final, one less class on our schedule to be taking. And all of a sudden, like, my week is so empty, which is I such know. a concept for law school. Like, you would never weird. expect that. It's very weird. 
And like, like, what do you do with yourself? What do you do with yourself? (laughs) And the thing is like, I have stuff I could do. Like I could probably work on reviewing for wills and trusts because that's my first final. And like my outline is a bit of a mess right now, which I'm trying to like change, but I just really don't want to. And then the election happened and like, who can focus during that week? Like that was insane. And like, (laughs) it's just been an interesting time. I'll give you some advice on how to avoid the election uh, craziness. I go to Mexico. There you go. Just flee the country. After I um, finished the midterm final, everything, I kind of just talked to my family and I was like, I want to get away. I had so much free time. I only have two classes that are Monday, Wednesday. So I said, let's just go to Mexico Tuesday to Saturday. And it happened to be over the election, which I'm glad it, it was honestly the perfect time because yeah. not a lot of people were working, really. They were kind of just following the news. And so it was really nice to get away. Um, thankfully, none of us uh, tested positive for coronavirus after we got back. But mm-hmm. we did, you know, make sure that we were okay. But it was just such a nice getaway. But if I had told myself during 1L, like, you're going to have such a great 3L. You're going to be really <laughs> relaxed. You're going to be able to go to Mexico in the middle of the semester. I would have been like, you're crazy. Yeah. Like, who are you? <laughs> I know it's, it's wild, but I, I honestly love it. And I love working remote. I started mm-hmm. this new job at an um, employment law firm. I'm starting to go into that a little bit and I absolutely love it. I've been getting so much experience drafting, which I never mm-hmm. had before. I was really focusing on contracts before, which yeah. kind of so glad you're doing that like pleadings and stuff? And letters yeah, so I'm drafting complaints, like demand letters. It's it's been great. And it's a lot of legal research. It's stuff mm-hmm. that is very practical. So yeah. I'm really happy with that. But he's been very flexible with me. So it's just, it's been great. I, I, I truly can't complain. I really yeah. hope everyone's three L semesters are like mine. No, truly. honestly, I think for me, I'm just like my, uh, I'm technically still clerking for the entertainment litigation firm that I worked for this summer, but it's right. more so on like a project basis. And they just had another clerk come in, um, after she took the bar. So my workload has like decreased significantly mm. and I am not used to this. <laughs> And um, I've sort of just been finding ways to stay busy. Like I've really amped up my networking efforts. I've done a lot of phone calls with uh, alumni from our school who do music law in various different companies and areas of music. And that's been honestly really nice because- That's great. You know, sometimes phone calls feel awkward, but at least you're making contact, at least you're learning. And, um, and, and in some cases, the conversation just flows really well. Like I've had like three phone calls out of probably like the 10 or 12 that I've actually had that were fantastic. Amazing. Like I, I hung up the phone and I just felt so motivated because <laughs> they gave like wow. such great advice. And like, I'm taking a break now because I feel like I just have some networking fatigue, but I was doing that for a little bit. Um, and then I also recently, I started a new Instagram account. It's called the Suna Side Up. And it's all about music because I love music, but I also love copyright law and music law. So (laughs) I uh, basically like am sharing, you know, bands, artists, lyrics, writers, and, you know, some little copyright intellectual property tidbits here and there with my sources because I'm not a lawyer yet. So you can't just take my word for anything. Uh, (laughs) I'm not giving legal advice. So (laughs) yeah, it's just been that. And like also just enjoying the free time because 
come May, we're going to buckle down and start studying for the bar and it's going to be really intense. So I think it's good to learn how to just be. (laughs) But I think we've also been pretty good about getting being on top of everything. Yeah. For example, the character and fitness app, the moral oh my character. I mean, that was, that was a <laughs> wild, that was a wild ride. Any two L's that are listening right now, there's this moral character and fitness app that you have to fill out. It's a very hefty application. It's yeah. over $500 to the state bar. And it basically- In California. I'm not sure California. how much it costs in other states, yes. but it's basically <laughs> like this really intense background check. Yes. And very detailed. And like you have to put every place you've ever lived since you were 18, every place you've ever worked. It's just like you also need like five personal references. That was was like a little over the top. I mean, I get that like the thing that kind of was interesting for me was like, okay, so you have to put down your supervisors for your you know past employment, and then you have to give these personal notifications. They do instantly as soon as you submit that application, they get the email, which I was not expecting. Verifying your employment, which is even though you're not like, don't lie, it just obviously, yeah, you can't lie. But the thing is, you have to also give these personal references. None of them can be anyone who was your supervisor at your past job. And I think you're only allowed to have like one professor. And I was just like, what, am I going to put my mom on here? But no, you can't have family members either. So it's like, (laughs) thankfully, I I know a good number of lawyers like personally, and I was able to get them to, you know, sign on and stuff. But like, it was just a lot. You have to be very stressful, very stressful. Also, once you, once you upload, you can't, you can't can't delete it. It is like, you you can't can't delete delete anything. Like if you upload documents, it's stressful. Yeah. And then after you submit it, you can't see your application. So any yeah. tools that are listening right now, one, be very, very accurate. And also it would probably Read the help. directions. Yes. <laughs> and it would probably help to like have all of your answers in a separate document just so you have them. And then also maybe take screenshots. Um, yes. Definitely quadruple check whatever you're uploading and also, fun fact, you need to have your driving record, and it has to be a certified record from the DMV, which you have to physically mail them a check for in the state of California to get it. Um, and then yeah. also, if you're like me, and you have a driving license from a different jurisdiction or country, you have to get an official driving record from that country. In my case, I had to go to the Turkish consulate and request this like big notarized document. And it was just such a process. And I finally got it and I submitted it the next day. And then you also have to get the live scan fingerprinting. I mean, I understand that. I need to do that. Yeah. I mean, you have 90 days, so it's fine. But like, it's just, it's such a process. It's such a huge barrier to entry when you think about the cost of it too, like $550 for an application. I mean, I get that they're trying to, you know, enforce the integrity of the profession and blah, blah, blah. But I think when you take into account all of the costs uh, entail that that um, becoming a lawyer entails, I mean, not even just law school, the registration fee for the bar exam is like $700. Mm-hmm. You have to pay a computer fee. You have to take all these exams. Like the MPRE registration was 130 yeah. something or $45. And it's just like, it's just a lot. <laughs> It just sucks for people who, you know, can't afford it yeah. or have to take loans out for it. Right. It, it just, it sucks. it sucks. I'm, I'm grateful that I'm working right now and I'm putting aside the money that I'm Me working too. to pay for those types of expenses just so I don't have to 
think about it mm-hmm. when the time comes. So right. it's, it's definitely been a process, but I'm so glad we finished that because yeah. that's one thing that we don't have to think about that the NPRE it's, it's intense. Like when you become a three L yes, I'm living the life as you could <laughs> see but but there are like the more time. serious stresses that happen like oh I yeah. need to find a job for after I graduate yes. <laughs> like I need to think about the bar exam now moral yeah, character fitness application like there's a lot there's, there's definitely a lot. a lot but and then now we just found out that spring is uh <laughs> That spring is remote uh, for school. So whatever we've been doing right now on Zoom and everything, that's going to be carried on to next semester, which is kind of sad, but I really hope that we do have a graduation. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm oddly not sentimental about that at all. I don't know why. I think I'm just so (laughs) tired of being in school and the whole thing. I'm I'm actually glad that we're going to be remote for spring because I was scared that they were going to open too soon. And like with the pandemic still raging, obviously. And, you know, some people have underlying health conditions. Like I have a mild autoimmune condition that puts me at more risk than the average person. And like, I was hoping that, you know, if we do have to come back to campus, maybe they'll have a remote option, which is what I would take anyway. Um, So I think in terms of health and safety, it was the right decision. And I don't mind being at home and doing classes remotely. It's just, but it is weird to think that like, this is how our last year of law school is going to be. And like, we spent half of law school on Zoom uh, and still pay the same tuition, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, it's, I've enjoyed it. Um, Yeah. The the worst part for me is definitely, it's it's really difficult to pay attention. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been feeling that recently too. Yeah, it just like, I I mean, regardless, I always do better after class when I review and when I teach it to myself, kind of. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, that's just me in general, but it, it has been kind of difficult. I mean, especially making sure that everyone around you is quiet, your dog's not barking, mm-hmm. Um. you know, people aren't being loud in the distance. So it, it definitely is hard. Like it's even going to the bathroom is kind of awkward because it's like, do I leave my camera on? Do I like turn the camera <laughs> off, go to the bathroom? Because then the professor might think that you're just like turning it off because you right. don't want to be on camera. So it gets like awkward and the cold calls are really awkward too. I've never liked them to begin with, but mm-hmm. I mean, I maybe I should take your advice and start volunteering, which I definitely do not do. But honestly, it's a great strategy because <laughs> the more you volunteer, the less they call on you. It's great. Know, um, and but, also makes you like look good uh, no. to the professor who might like bump up your grade if that's what they do sometimes for participation. But right, right. I feel that like I Has definitely that ever happen though. What do you for me like? In terms of like bump in general, ups? I mean, do you know anyone that that's ever happened I've gotten to? bump ups before in contracts? Yeah, P- oh Professor Karen God. told me after I got my grade. Wow. Okay. Well, because I You're thanked her. Yeah. Well, because I thanked her at the end of like the the school year after one L, because I I genuinely enjoyed contracts. Like that was my favorite one L subject, and I I I actually really did like Professor Karen. I know some students at our school don't feel the same way, but I really liked her. And so oh I just sent an, you know, a nice thank you email saying how much I enjoyed the course. And then she was like, um, well, we were also talking about me becoming a TA, but she mentioned that she bumped me up. And I was like, oh, so that was actually a thing on the syllabus. But yeah, yeah I think that also if you do actively participate over Zoom, especially, it does help you stay more engaged, which I think I need to do that more for CalBar because... 
Yeah. I just, it's so hard to focus on that class. It, it is. It's hard. It's, it's a Zoom it's fatigue definitely as well. Yeah. Yeah. It is, unfortunately. Even, I mean, so I, I'm not sure if you guys are following our Instagram, but I did a negotiations competition a few weeks ago. Uh, that was back and you killed in October. It. Just side note. Thank you. I, <laughs> so there were 36 teams. It was a sports law competition. Um, my partner and I, we ended up placing second out of 36 teams after the first day. And then we got fourth place overall, which I'm ecstatic about. It was, but it was really difficult. I mean, imagine negotiating over Zoom. It's, yeah. it's actually kind of funny because people negotiate on the phone all the time. And that's right. actually how it's done in real life, but we practice it to do it in person. So mm-hmm. it's, it's very, it's sometimes it's really difficult. And also on zoom, the judges had their cameras on. So, you know how sometimes it's weird and they'll pop up on the screen oh, and, no. <laughs> off. and I was like trying to do my intro and all of a sudden one of the judges is like eating and I could like hear him. It was just very awkward oh, and God. just, it was not something that I would necessarily recommend. Just like, but. what a time to be alive. Like, <laughs> this is literally a historic year in it's more been ways a year, than one. Which is crazy. I know. I mean, well, now, I think, was it Pfizer that came out with, like, their vaccine trials oh, yeah. going really well? So, I mean, hopefully, um, if we could actually get a peaceful trans- trans- <laughs> transition of power... Um, we will start seeing this, you know, come under a little more control, but at this point, our best hope until January 20th, at least is that, you know, people start being careful and more responsible so that we don't overload our hospitals again and like all that. And hopefully we don't have to do zoom negotiations (laughs) next year, but we don't know. And it's just been such a wild ride of a year. And I I don't know about you, but like November is my least favorite month. Really? I always feel like I'm in limbo because like it's the end of the year, but it's not really the end of the year. I love November. It feels like the holidays, but it's not really the holidays because like I'm a firm believer that you can't start playing holiday music until after Thanksgiving. (laughs) Now all the stores are playing Christmas music everywhere. And it's it's, it's after Halloween. You know that. Um, no, I, yeah. I, I firmly disagree. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> listen, I'm not even Christian. I'm Jewish and I yeah. still love the holidays. I love I mean, Christmas. It's just fine. And like, it, I, it um, my mom and I growing up, we would always make uh, Christmas tree decorations together, Cute. like crafting and stuff. And I actually uh-huh. went to Michael's the other day. because I was like, I have so much free time on my hands. I need to keep myself busy. So I'm just going to craft now. I'm going to be a craft queen. Oh my God. I love that. But (laughs) speaking of Thanksgiving, I mean, it is rapidly approaching. I know that my family doesn't really know what to do because we don't want to have it with too many people. And there's also my grandparents and it's also before finals. I need to be careful because finals are going to be, you know, two, three weeks after that. So I need to make sure that I'm safe too. But in terms of Thanksgiving, um, what I tell people to to aim for, this is my approach at least, is just make sure that all of your outlines are done by Thanksgiving, just so then you can start doing practice exams after Thanksgiving. And that, that has really helped me a lot. I'm sure it's, you've been doing that too, Mm -hmm. but it's so, I mean, listen, I was slacking off in one of my classes, uh, Concrim Pro to be exact. (laughs) And I actually just sat down because I had all this extra time and Mm -hmm. I sat down and I just updated my outline and it took me a few hours. And honestly, 
I went from zero to a hundred in terms of understanding. Yep. And yep. like, I, I was like, oh my God, this is so easy. I'm just lazy. It's, you have to just <laughs> not be lazy because once you sit down and you do it, you will understand it. And it, it does click right before finals. I know it, it sounds daunting and it's a lot of material, but it will click. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, my approach is always that too. Maybe not having my outlines done by Thanksgiving, but I usually start the process of going over them like the week before. And then I actually, since I'm insane, well, not insane, just I I feel guilty if I'm not working. Uh, During Thanksgiving break, I will allocate just a little bit here and there just to go through them and highlight sections that I'm unsure of so that when I come back, I can go to office hours and ask questions just because like, it's, it's just a process. And my number one goal always is to have all of my outlines done by the time classes end so mm-hmm. that I can spend a day or two maybe getting my rule statements in order or like making an attack yeah. sheet or something and then start doing practice as much as possible. But I mean, my study style has sort of evolved over the past two years. Like some things I used to do in 1L, I don't really do now. <laughs> Same. Yeah. What was that for you? Like what, what, would, what did you used to do? Um, I used to use flashcards and I always knew flashcards never worked for me. And no, they don't use flash. They don't, they still don't work for me. Um, (laughs) I also used to like, I don't, I'm trying to remember. I used to, I guess, rewrite my outlines into condensed outlines all the Mm -hmm. time, but I wasn't doing it in the most efficient way. Yeah. And I somehow have learned how to make them more efficient just in terms of like rule statements and trigger lists. And it's been like way more helpful. And I don't know, I think now I'm focusing more on old exams. I, mm-hmm. I don't really remember because 1L, I guess 1L didn't really work out that well for me. 1L was not good, but 2L and 3L, I, I figured out better. an approach much better. But 1L, I, I watched a lot of videos and I think I kind of wasted time. Honestly, Honestly, I I agree. Like during 1L, I did a lot of things that I think in retrospect I spent too much time on, even though they were useful, but I don't think anything is as useful as doing practice exams. But like I used to do Quimby videos, I would do the Themis and Barbary videos, just like yeah. review stuff. And then I also used to literally handwrite like these massive posters. So basically rewrite my outline, but like <laughs> on posters incredibly detailed, but, and like organized in clusters, which I am a visual learner in some ways. So it really helps. And also handwriting things helps me remember things. So it was more so the process of making them that helped, but I don't think I actually ever look at them is the problem. Yes. I always make them and then I never review them. Yeah. And then like, same with like flashcards, like I made flashcards for con law first semester for all the cases. And I, I think it was just literally the act of actually writing them that helped me remember. I don't think I actually reviewed them that much. I mean, that is so funny you say that. I'm trying to get more used to doing them though, because I did get the critical pass flashcards for the bar for the MBE Mm -hmm. and their flashcards are actually really nice. So maybe like if I'm not making them, but if I'm reading them, it'll help. I don't know. But yeah, I, I used to just spend a lot of time preparing to take practice exams instead of actually just taking practice exams. So like yeah. last semester when we went remote, I was like, you know what? I'm going to change my approach this time because I have four finals and all four of my classes are doctrinal bar tested subjects. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. do my outline, make my rule statement sheet, and then just start doing essays. 
And I think that honestly, it was very beneficial. Um, like if I hadn't done so much practice for evidence, I don't think I would have done as well as I did. Um, nice. it was just like it, that I think just practicing and getting faster at being able to articulate your thoughts is very, very useful. And like, I didn't do that yeah, for our CalBar midterm. Um, cause we were tested on products liability, which is a hefty subject. And I also hate torts, but that's a whole other, <laughs> that's a whole other can of worms. So but, do I, <laughs> but I think that, you know, in retrospect, I didn't really take that midterm as seriously as I should have. Um, because I was like, oh, it's open book. It's just one essay. Like I can do yeah. it. It's fine. But I think that it would have really helped to do a timed practice essay or two practice essays or something to at least get used to articulating what I was going to write. Because I, when I think back on the exam, I could not decide how to literally construct the sentence of what I wanted to say for it to make sense with the rule. So <laughs> practice makes, makes perfect. No Those like applies so much to law school. So that's our biggest tip is to do as much practice as you can. I think. Yeah. Practices have saved my life. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy with how CalBar went just because I really sat down and I timed yeah. myself. And even though I am a fast typer, yes, that's true. But your brain does have to yeah. be fast as well. And so Absolutely. I think a lot of the practice really helped it. I mean, when I first started doing them, I was really stressed out because it was really daunting to look at even, even the performance test, which oh my God. <laughs> you guys probably don't know what that is, but in long story short, the bar tests you on a memo type thing where it's, it's a closed book universe and they give you cases and they give you, you know, a case an where you're assignment. supposed to write a memo. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's an assignment. And the first one we did, Suna, I, I, I was, was so like, scared I of never, that. I was so scared of it. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't think I can do this. And then we got to the fourth one and I'm like, okay, this is actually very doable. Yeah. So it's it just learning. doesn't yeah. make perfect, but it definitely helps you and it will help you succeed. Oh, absolutely. And I think also just in terms of if you, once you start doing enough practice, you start to spot patterns yes. or triggers. And I, I especially felt this when I was studying for evidence last semester, because I was also doing, um, well, for our midterm, which was multiple choice, because uh, I always struggle with multiple choice. I would much rather have an essay and just write out my arguments. But you know, the bar is half multiple choice. So I'm learning to get over it. Uh, yes, <laughs> but I did a lot of Themis questions because our school has a deal with Themis where we have access to their MBE quiz builder. So I was just doing a lot of Themis evidence questions. And then I started to spot like patterns of answers, like a certain fact pattern triggered that answer. Yes. And that's, that's what, what happened do. on our midterm. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, wait, I've done this question before. It's just the facts are a little bit different. So it's like, I, I think that for me, shifting my time from preparing to practice to actually practice was way more productive. Um, and I need to do that for uh, my finals this semester as yeah. well. Um, yeah. And also another uh, fun, not fun fact, but like you might be here as well if you're listening. Let's say, you know, you're at this point in the semester, you've been outlining consistently, but you go back and you look at your outline and it's like, it just sucks. Like it's not going to work. <laughs> it's okay to start from the beginning. Like I'm actually doing that for my wills and trusts outline right now because yeah. it's a lot of subjects. And like for the wills section, we had a lot of provisions from the probate code where I uh-huh. guess I just got lazy and pasted the probate code instead of like having an easier way to remember it and like putting it in my own words. Like dissecting it. Type yeah, exactly. Thing. So I, okay. I started doing that. And like, like you were saying though, 
I was sort of putting it off, but I literally just sat down and in an hour, I already finished the portion of like intestate succession. It was like a big chunk of our syllabus and I got it out of the way and I did it and I understand it better. So it's okay to redo your outlines. Like outlining is a process and you treat it as a living document and you have to do what works for you and group things in a way that's going to make it easier for you to remember. Yeah. And, and everyone's approach is different. Remember that. So it it may take you a few times to figure out what works for you, but eventually you'll get there. And we have so much faith in you. I promise. I I mean, like looking back (laughs) on it, I have come such a long way from one on until now. Mm -hmm. And like to the point where I've literally had tears about it because I'm so happy Yeah, in the sense, like I, I never thought I'd get to this point. In law school, I, I really doubted myself. I had imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. but you you really evolve and you really you do end up, you know, being the best version of yourself and being successful. And it you you need to just be patient. That's that's the biggest yeah. thing that you can do. You have to be patient and have your end game in mind, like your end goal. Um, and you have to be stubborn about achieving it. I think because yeah. law school is challenging. It is a lot of work. And half the time you just feel like an idiot, like you're not understanding anything. And Which like is part every, of the process. It is. And honestly, it, that's how you grow though. That's the thing. Because like, if you're, if you're in your comfort zone all the time, you're not going to change. You're not going to learn anything. You're not going right. to get anywhere. So right. I think that, you know, when I think of my 1L self compared to myself now, it's pretty mind blowing how much <laughs> I've learned. And how my like critical thinking skills have evolved and how I approach my problems now. It's just very different and it's kind of cool. It's kind of like having like, yeah. (laughs) And also, I mean, those of you who follow us on Instagram have probably already seen, but we did a collaboration episode with ladies from law school, which is a great, great podcast about uh, law students. But we were talking about this, about how 3L is different and like, how you've come so far and how, you know, maybe you have more free time, but like you have other things that you're thinking about. And it's just such a huge process. And like, you know, Haley and Samantha yeah. are two L's and they're going through what we went through last year. And, and we were kind of <laughs> chatting about better. how overwhelming it is. And <laughs> there's a light oh, at the yeah. end of the tunnel. There is. Yeah, we, we felt them hard, but it, yeah, I mean, just listen to us. Well, if you want, if you but want. <laughs> we've definitely gotten to the point where, you know, everything's gotten so much better and so mm-hmm. much brighter. And I, I'm so glad that everything happened the way it was supposed to be really. Yeah, I agree. And it's, and the pandemic has been challenging, but I think that being able to still do school and focus on it and still hit your goals. I think that it, it teaches you to adapt and it teaches you to be resilient. And I think that that's a skill that you really need to have if you're going to be a lawyer. Um, it's just, you're trying to, <laughs> I've been trying to put a more positive spin on things just mentally to like not spiral because sometimes the anxiety gets real and uh, there's so much yeah. uncertainty, but you know, you have to be comfortable <laughs> with the unknown sometimes. And I think this year has definitely been um, a lesson in that for me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're so excited to be back. And please let us know if there's any topic that you guys would like us to chat about. Yeah. And we're really looking forward to hearing from you. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye.